episode 476 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super excited for the Neon Dynasty championship coming up this This very weekend. weekend. Or you're like, to heck with that. I'm excited about heading back to my local game store. Oh, yeah. For some, you know, any any magic gaming Anything. action. <laughs> exactly. For, for anything. For any reason. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And speaking of the Neon Dynasty Championship, we're getting you ready for that tournament coming up this weekend. Friday through Sunday, everybody. Yep. Twitch.tv slash magic if you want to watch magic played at the highest level in Historic and Alchemy. Last week, we talked about Historic. This week, it's Alchemy. Yes. We know that some of you aren't excited about Alchemy, but guess what? It's getting played this weekend (laughs) so we feel like we're obligated to give you a primer on maybe what's gonna go on i mean to be fair it's slightly different than standard it is slightly different from standard and we'll get new neon dynasty alchemy cards coming up like checks watch any minute now yeah pretty dang soon so hey do you know what We're going to talk alchemy because alchemy is the flavor of the moment. But before we do any of that, we have people whom it is important to thank. Whom? Whom? Whomst. Whomst it is important to thank. And first before foremongst. Foremongst. Those are the monks of our forefathers. (laughs) The first monks. The foremongst. First and foremost among them are you, the listeners and patrons of this show. Yeah, thank you so much. You can become a patron just by heading over to patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. It takes just a couple of minutes to sign up. You can become a patron for any dollar amount, even a buck, and that gets you access to our Discord server. It's a way of saying thank you. I want you to keep doing this podcast, putting out your videos, doing your extra stuff like box openings, like gameplay videos, like your board game channel. All of that is included on our Patreon. Yes, everything we do, and it means so, so much to us when you take just a second and throw Just a little bit of money. Just like a dollar a week, five bucks a month, a dollar a month. Yeah. Any amount of money really means so very much to us. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is the perfect place to go for all of your magic needs. Yeah, we love Card Kingdom because not only can you get like a box in Neon Dynasty to draft with your friends or some collector boosties if you're feeling fancy, but you can also get propriety Card Kingdom like made decks that they make themselves in-house for really low prices that are really fun to play. Yeah, they're a really good time. They have them for Commander. They have them just for like battling your friends at yeah. the table. They have them if you want to teach your friend magic. They've got them based on colors. So if your friend's like, I want to play big monsters, you can get them the green one. It's like there five you go. bucks. Pretty dang great. All right, Maria, let's kick it off with the Scryfall randomizer. Oh, great. We haven't done a randomizer on an episode for a little while, so I'm hankering yeah. for some randomness in my oh, life. Oh, this is one that we know. Ooh, okay. Well, you say that, but then you're going to show it to me, and okay, maybe I well, won't know. Let's see what you see here. Uh, Okay, yeah, I recognize this card art, but yeah. what is it? Really great question. Okay, so this is what I'm looking at. is uh, looks like a Lazatep um, mummy yeah. from Amonkhet sucking the soul out of... Ooh, do we know who this person is? I think we do. Is this Ral Zarek getting soul sucked? Did I he think die? It is. Okay, that's what I remember from this storyline. So this is from Battle for Or is it Dak? Dak? Is this Dak Faden dying? Who died? Someone died. <laughs> What's it's, one of them dying? I don't see a red hand, so it can't be Dak. That's true. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is this is a story point, I'm pretty sure, from um the big battle. 
And this is a kill spell, obviously, but I can't remember which one. It's black. It's like five yeah. mana. Kill your thing. <laughs> That's the card. <laughs> um, it is black. Uh, do you, the name of it is the elder spell. Oh my gosh, the elder spell. That's right. Jeez, this was a was this like one that was like two black mana or something? You had to do something else. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay, that's all I remember. Um, it is black, black for a sorcery. Destroy any number of target planeswalkers. That's right. Choose a planeswalker you control. Put two loyalty counters on it for each planeswalker destroyed this way. So this is War of the Spark? Uh, yes, this is War of the Spark. Okay, yeah, I remember this card. Did you ever, how many dis, um, planeswalkers did you destroy with this spell? So many. I mean. Like three. Seriously, you could get like five with this. Yeah, I remember there was like a version of Esper Control where you could just like have a Teferi out. Do this and then ultimate your Teferi. <laughs> Great. Terrifying. What else do you want? What about the reanimation deck? I, I think this was played in that oh, yeah, one. This was also played in Command the Dreadhorde. Yeah, Command the Dreadhorde. Yeah. Oh, that was a sweet deck, everybody. Ooh. I loved that, that deck. That was a really good deck. I did. That I was loved a fun time. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna show you this one. I don't know what it is. Okay. Take a look. What do you Ooh, think that card is? Okay. Uh, we are in a, a what looks like a, a temple. A of toilet some paper kind. temple. A toilet paper <laughs> temple. It has been toilet papered. There's arches all around. There are like big white streamers hanging from, from the ceiling. And a guy is carving a giant orb with a bunch of symbols. Okay. Yes. Very good. You know, it's Accurate very lovely. Description. Uh, the name of this card is Moratorium Stone. Oh, I'm going to say that this is white. Okay. Uh, this is going to be one in a white for an artifact. And it says, uh, it's a classic, like, choose, uh, choose the name of like, a, choose the name of a spell, choose a permanent. I'm going to say, okay, here we go. Choose a permanent your opponent controls. They can't cast spells with the same name as that permanent. What a white ability. What a white ability. So the only problem I think with that is that this was before artifacts had color in them oh this is yeah. from guild pact okay okay so this is one colorless for an artifact because you're right it is an artifact yeah two tap remove target card in a graveyard from the game nowadays we say exile, exile target card from a graveyard i'll read the oracle text two white black tap sacrifice moratorium stone exile target non-land card from a graveyard all other cards from graveyards with the same name as that card and all permanents with that name so you were like kind of right on the name I thing was right with the like yeah with it like targeting all of wow, a thing wow that's so well, weird did you i almost went white black but i i mean I kind of yeah white, so I, well, that's wild that you got, you kind of got the feel of this card. You got the vibe, if you will. Yeah, I do feel like I got the vibe of the card. Of pretty, Moratorium pretty Stone. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, it's a rare. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Guild Pact. What a time. If you tell me it's a rare, I'll believe you. All right, Maria. It yes. is time to talk alchemy. Alchemy. Okay. Before we talk about what the top decks are, what we expect coming up this weekend in the Neon Dynasty Championship, we're a little while into alchemy now. I mean, yeah, we are. It's still the newest, hottest kid on the block. Here's my question. Do people like it any more than they did? I mean, yeah, that's the big question because we've lived yeah. with it now for a few months. It's not even that old. Yeah. I said it's the newest, hottest kid on the block, but honestly, it's the newest, smallest, hottest toddler on the block. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> I don't know that that's the way you want to say it. Uh, most adorable toddler or, or most ugly, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Because 
What you is know, this format? Exactly. I feel like people are not about it. Yeah. If I'm being honest. I felt like when Alchemy was announced, I was like, oh, this was a long time coming, right? Yeah. And people will come around to it, maybe. Yeah. Like no, Wizards people have decidedly uncome around to it. <laughs> Wizards have probably been planning for this for a long time, right? Yeah. Because the way they design the game, they can't do a lot of stuff that other hard games can do, like Hearthstone mm-hmm. can mess around with digital only mechanics. And they can't do it. And they were probably feeling a little bit of FOMO, you yeah. know? We want, we want digital only mechanics. Well, now we have them. And I was excited. I was like, these are cool. The possibilities of things you can do with cards now are so expanded from what you would normally be able to do in a game yeah. of magic. This seems fun. And we're going to rebalance stuff. Uh, the format's going to be shifting and changing. It's going to be wild. The public reaction, though, it just it just doesn't seem to have caught on. No, it, I feel like it kind of it kind of flopped. Why? I think because people were mad about the historic. Oh, about, for sure. I think that that had a huge role in it. Yeah, for sure. I, I do really wonder, like, what would this format have been like if that hadn't been part of it? Yeah. Uh, would it have been enough to, like, completely turn things around? I don't think so. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's a good point. I don't know. that That's for sure a factor. Also, I want to put into the conversation the fact that the changes and rebalances haven't really um, been doing as much shaking up, I don't think, as Wizards would hope. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I mean, we've seen tiny little shifts like Town Raids or Tyrants been shifted now twice. (laughs) Third time incoming any day now. Come on, make it a 4-3, baby. But the first time around, they were like, we're going to rebalance cards to make the dungeon deck stronger. Yeah. Didn't help it. This time around, most recently, they've said, we're going to make changes to make the zombie deck stronger. Will that make a difference? Again, Uh, probably not. I mean, maybe it's too early to tell yet, but. um, I do still wonder, fires of invention. I keep saying it. Yeah. I mean, that card was a real powerhouse back in the day before alchemy and before arena. So yeah. um, Wait, wait, no, it's not standard legal. What fires of invention? No. So it's not no alchemy legal. No. Okay. never mind. Wait, you can't put it. (laughs) Okay. Here's another thing. What's legal in this format? This is another problem. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what the parameters of alchemy are. It's everything in standard plus the weird stuff. Okay, yeah. The extras, right? Okay, yes. That sounds correct. Standard plus the extras. Yeah. Um, but that is I'm not I'm not even kidding. Like that is a problem because we do a podcast about magic and we're still like, wait, hold on a second. Wait, yeah. I will and I, I also just think that, right, like maybe like digital only cards are cool. Yes. I enjoy playing with them, but it does seem like it's not it's true that it's not at the top of the list of things that I want. Yeah. And why, why is that? I don't know. It just seems like I'm excited when like a set has new mechanics, yeah. right? I love the mechanics that come with a set and seeing the way that they fit into this new world, the way they fit into a limited environment, the way that they can have standard build arounds. And it's just kind of like, oh, you're adding, you're sprinkling these things into the game, but I don't have a, like a, without a reason. Because you're not connected to them. Exactly. Through a set. It's not like, it's not like. Oh, I'm going to focus on the strategy when I'm drafting or something like that. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of it for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with that and say that, you know, there's no anchor to quote unquote reality, even though what is that? Nothing in this day and age. What legitimately, what is that? But there's no anchor. There's no way to play it in paper, Um, which maybe just psychologically is enough to disinterest people. It's like not something people are just like. You would think, hey, we have a, a, a digital format. People will want some digital only mechanics. So we can do that now. But it turns out like people are like, nah. 
Yeah. I just like magic. I don't need it to be like a digital only. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because honestly, this outcome is not what I think I would have guessed. Yeah. After the release of of Alchemy. And, you know, even if things get more shaken up with these rebalances, bans, unbans, whatever they're going to do, the addition of cards that are coming with the Neon Dynasty um, Alchemy release, still to me, that doesn't feel like enough because it's kind of complicated. I'm like, wait, what are you adding in? The decks change if they're going to change so often because you hit the rebalances too hard, then it becomes a churn that's unsustainable. I don't know. Anyway. Alchemy. Uh, a lot to yeah. A lot to chew a lot on. To, to put a put together and pull apart. I'm my question is, will this format still be around in a year? Yeah, that's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um right now it is being positioned, at least with this tournament, as one of the premier formats yeah, of Magic the Gathering. It. They've got and I mean they've got to, right? Right? Like, and if this tournament doesn't do it, I at what point are you going to be like, we got to cut okay, it loose? Okay, never mind, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they, and they I had to that try. As a person who I enjoy playing in the alchemy queue. Yeah. It's a good time. I like the werewolves deck. I have a good time playing it. It is, to me, more fun than standard. Yeah. I don't know. But man. it kind of f- feels a little fake sometimes. It does feel fake. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about these fake decks in a fake format. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, like we said, it is fun. I honestly do want to see what people are going to bring this weekend. Yes, I have a good time playing it. I, I want to know what the deal yes. is. What are the best decks? What have the pros figured out? Um, and maybe this will put an infusion into people's desire to play the format. Yeah. Um, so there's not a ton of alchemy data out there. No. But there's a couple of things. One of the things I want to look at is so last Sunday there was the MTG Arena Zone Championship Series set championship qualifier. Great name. A lot of a lot of words there, but .gg events. I'm just looking at this over on yeah. Melee. One of the most recent and the larger Alchemy events uh, with I want to say 56, 53 players. Yeah, because we have not had a premier Alchemy event, people. We have it just has not existed. Yeah. This tournament this weekend is the first one other than these smaller tournaments. And there's some names right here at the top that you notice that we're playing in this. Oh, wow. Simon Nielsen and uh, Tomosh Pokorny. Yeah, exactly. Tristan Wild LaRue. We know these names. Yes. As um, grinders. Also, you'll notice that the top five are Naya Runes. <laughs> <laughs> top five right at the gate. Naya well, Runes, Naya Runes, Naya Runes, Naya Runes, We're going to talk about deck lists and guess what number one on our list is? Naya Runes. Naya Runes. So it better be Naya Runes, otherwise we're not doing our job. <laughs> it's Naya Runes. Uh, this deck came about thanks, t- I mean, with with Neon Dynasty. It's just like, boom, yeah. hey, here I am. I didn't exist before Neon Dynasty, which is always fun because we love when sets make new decks come to life and involves uh, playing a lot of runes, which also never saw any play and any kind yeah. of constructed format truly before this moment this is delightful so you have a generous visitor which is a green single green for a one one yep. spirit whenever you cast an enchantment spell put a plus one plus one counter on target creature um you have kami of transients which also Love is a it. two two for one and a green that gets a plus one plus one counter uh when you cast uh an enchantment jukai naturalist enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast and rune forge champion 
which is a 2-3 for 2 and a white. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library and or graveyard for a rune card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle, you may pay 1 rather than pay the mana cost for rune spells you cast. So rune force champion and all these runes, rune of speed, rune of might, rune of sustenance, uh, blah, 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 they all come from Kaldheim. Yes. So Kaldheim and Neon Dynasty are having a beautiful magical baby with this deck. <laughs> My favorite part of it, besides the fact that this is putting pants on creatures and swinging for the fences, yeah, um, which of course I love, is that if you have Runeforge Champion and Jukai Naturalist out, guess how much your runes cost? How much, Maria? Zero dollars. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're you free! Just throw them, you just throw them onto your creatures. Whee! I also just love right that it gets around... Like you have rune of might, so you have trample. You have yeah. rune of speed, so you just have haste. Yeah, you can just be like, "We're going to hit the ground running." What do you need at any given moment? Toolbox. Find the rune you need for your situation. Yes, you know, and uh, then uh, then smash. This deck also plays Hallowed Haunting, which is just very stupid. If that card is left in play, <laughs> you can just make a bunch of spirits when you're playing uh, your enchantments and they get flying and then vigilance when you, have, when you have six or seven of them, you know, so that's just a yep. dumb win con as well. Just lots of stuff commune with spirits, which will help you find enchantment cards. Uh, Showdown of the Skulls, just <sighs> because everyone loves the Showdown of the Skulls. Draw more cards. Find Draw what you more need. cards. This deck is a powerhouse right now. I it just is. I played against it in a standard event, actually, because you yes, can play it's also a standard this deck in right standard. Now. And um, I, well, I was, I was gobsmacked. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I was playing, but I played. Yeah. Somebody played this against me, and I was like, "Oh, haha, that's so cute! Look at them playing their Jukai Naturalist and then a Rune. Oh, it's adorable!" Well, Maria, weren't you a fool? I was a fool. Weren't you a fool? <laughs> because then two turns later, I was dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what wow. A, I was Two like, turns. That's a long clock for them. <laughs> I was like, it's a fluke, right? This deck is obviously some weird brew. Wrong. No, it is the hottest, the biggest, the smashiest deck right now. I think this deck may be a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I would not be surprised to see it at the, if we're, uh, I would not be surprised to see it. In the top eight. Yeah. With a lot of copies. For sure. My question is, is it easy enough to beat, though, because you're just playing creatures and putting pants on them? It has so much card draw, though. I would usually say yes, but all those those runes, draw a card. Draw a uh, card, draw a card, draw a card. I'm still scared of control. Draw a card, draw a card. Keep in mind, you can put your runes on your lands if you're in a tough spot, everybody, because you just put them on a permanent. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. Per put them on a land, draw a card. But draw, draw. I'm, if I'm a runes yeah. player, I'm still going to be spooked. Obviously, yes, you don't you don't want to end up in a spot where you have no creatures and you're just like, okay. Twiddling your thumbs. This is happening. So that's my only caveat. Like uh, somebody course. play a blue-white control deck or something and then like, yeah. haha, nice runes. Well, Maria, in that tournament that I talked about where Naya runes was one through five, yep. um, is it control and Azorius control were six and seven. Oh, interesting. Which kind of says okay. like they definitely lost to... Naya runes. Yeah, I mean, into the top. Yeah, four. Naya runes can just be too fast for you, even if you're playing a nice exactly. Control and like deck. we said, like you could stabilize, but if they hit that dwarven champion, they go and get a rune of speed, and all of a sudden it's hasty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Next up is one that I have loved playing so for a fun. while now, which is Gruel Werewolves. It's just a good time. Just a classic meat and potatoes Magic the Gathering deck. Just just hit people, draw a card. You know, this was deck was fun, I think, because in standard at the time, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was not a werewolves deck. No, even though we had just done yeah. Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow, there weren't tribal decks. And it was so much fun to be like, guess what? You can have werewolves. Like in Alchemy, werewolves exists. Yeah. So that was a really nice thing that the Alchemy format did for what was supposed to be a premier deck from, you know, yeah. Innistrad and Midnight Hunt. It just never happened. What I love about this is that it has, a, it also has a lot of card draw. Yeah, Which is true. why I like playing it. Um, if you stick a Tavalar and like you can just hit with things. If you have a werewolf pack leader and you attack with enough stuff. If you have a Rahilda and you hit with it. I love Rahilda. I know. There's just a lot that you can do here. Yeah. Um. I love Ranger class. I've definitely won some games by putting oh, it on its third, the third chapter of it and just being like, okay, I can just cast stuff from the top of my library for a bit. I love that this list in particular that we're looking at is running two copies of Thundering Raiju. Oh, yeah. Which is a new card from Neon Dynasty. Just a hasty 3-3 three, three, put counters yeah. on stuff. Again, nice that haste is there to be yeah. like, can get you. I can get you out of nowhere. Yeah, I do love this deck. Yeah. Uh, that and I think that like one of the key cards for me in this is Reckless Stormseeker. For, for sure. sure. This card is such a house. Yes. Uh, make Makes itself hasty when it comes in if you want to or make something else hasty on later turns. Make Just something else big. Really, really good. And don't forget we're playing a werewolves deck so nighttime matters. Yes. So be afraid. Are you afraid of the dark is the you question I have to ask be you. be afraid of the dark. <laughs> I'm saving that joke in my head for this weekend. Be. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Esper Clerics. So far, all three of these decks we've talked about are so creature heavy. They're very creature heavy. Yeah. Wow. Alchemy, home of the creature lovers. <laughs> very fun for somebody uh, like You're yours truly. You're such a creature lover. <laughs> Maria, you, we are, you have been a fan of this deck in the past. How do you feel yeah. about it now? I think that this deck is good, but it's not as good as Naya Rune, so why exactly. are you playing it? It's just not as good. Yeah. That but, is also how I feel. So it's like if the Naya Rune's deck gets nerfed after this tournament or whatever, then we can talk about this deck again. But it's important to talk about it because it was so dominant for so long in the format. Yeah. Which is uh, Naya Rune. So, or excuse me, Esper, and I said Naya Rune's, Esper Cleric's. You're playing all of your clerics, obviously. Yep. Uh, you've got Cleric of Life's Bond, which is a black and white 2-2 that gets uh, bigger when you gain life. And this deck is all about gaining life. because and it also <laughs> gives you a way to gain life. Yes, exactly. Righteous Valkyrie is a giant angel that comes in, once again, gaining you life. And the life gain stuff just gets slowly out of control or yep. quickly out of control. You have creatures like Voice of the Blessed, which gets um, indestructible once it's large enough and flying. Yeah. Um, and it just is really, really tough to deal with. Cards like Glass Pool Mimic come in as a copy of various things that you might need at any time. And of course, Inquisitor Captain, which, mm-hmm. um, which basically- Which did get nerfed a little. Did get nerfed. Still in this deck, still good enough. Yes. You know, not not entirely oppressive like it was before where you just couldn't win. If yeah. you pl- played an Inquisitor cra- Captain, then you copied it with Glass Pool Mimic. Your opponent's like, hands up in air. What am I supposed to do? Um, but still, deck is extremely strong. Um, I just, I'll be honest, I haven't been impressed with it lately. Just not I good enough anymore. I don't think that this would be a wise choice we're in Naya Rune it's Naya yeah. Rune's world and we're, we're just living Naya it Rune's world yeah <laughs> uh it's just yeah I'm just not impressed right and I'm looking at the two events that the other event was back on 219 okay there was a tournament with 93 players that was alchemy and the high there is a fifth place Esper cl- clerics here so this is a little bit before people were kind of getting yes, on the exactly. runes train but once rune like this is yeah before runes hit and once runes hit it's not in this other tournament. It's not here. You know, what's going to be so weird is 
if nobody figures out a way to beat Naya Ruins, is it just going to be Naya? Is it just going to be top eight of Naya Ruins? The top eight of this tournament is Alchemy, by the way. So sure could be. It's a possibility. Um, All right. Next up is Rakdos Midrange. I love this deck. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's a super fun mid range deck to play that relies heavily on vampires. Um, it's of course got Townraiser Tyrant. Get in the deck. Yeah, City Walker Connoisseur. I love this card. Yep, this card is great. Steal a card from your opponent. Be a big four four body. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, lots of removal, igneous oh yeah. inspiration, shatter skull smashing, thundering rebuke, go blank to hit your opponent's graveyard. Yeah, it's this deck is built around bloodthirsty adversary is the Ooh, the main this card engine. Is quite good. I love this card. It's a hasty two two, and you can pay three two and a red to get something back from your graveyard with CMC. CMC, ah, oh, one one dollar in the swear jar, mana value <laughs> three or less, yeah. and cast it for free. How many ever times you do, however many times yeah. you pay three. It's it's good early when it's hasty. It's good. It's good at two, and it's like good at five, and it's good at eight. Oh, you're playing Hopefully it on you're five. Not. You're playing it on five. I've had people play this on two, though. Oh, come on. I man. know. They're cowards. <laughs> I want to be clear that wait. those people... They should wait. ...are cowards. Yeah, and then you just flash back your spells, and you also have a hasty creature Great. that gets plus one, plus one counters on if you pay the three. Yeah. Um, that's the main showcase of that deck. Once yep. again... Not as good as Nairun's. We saw a little bit of this in the 219 tournament. There was okay. a little bit of Rakdos mid-range. Yeah, it's a super fun deck. It has lots of cool lines that you can find. If you like to be that kind of player that likes to find tricky things to do, you definitely can with that deck. Yeah. Um, all right. There's also kind of an Orzov mid-range deck. Yeah, this is if you're more along the lines of uh, wanting to do, you know, kind of like tricksy mean things and big splashy things in the format and of course yeah. this is a deck that's been kicking around for a while this is it's just like it's just orzov mythics orzov mythics <laughs> it's a, look it has three yeah. copies of the wandering emperor it has soren the mirthless and lolth spider queen yep and valky god of lies great and edgar charmed groom great liesa forgotten archangel okay i we get it you can craft a lot of rares and mythics <laughs> Do you have a lot of wild cards sitting around collecting dust in your collection? Have we got the decker for you? Here you go. Of course, Meat Hook Massacre does need a home. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this is like the more controlling end of the spectrum. It's a very fun deck as well. Once again. Not as good as Naya Runes. Yeah. Um, I want to take like just a little look at this. Is it control deck that was in the top eight of this tournament last weekend? Wow, it has Atsushi, the Blazing Sky. Interesting. Um, Lear, Disciple of the Drowned. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Burn Down the House. So this is like a classic Lear deck. Um, Lear's still out there. Still a good card, even when it's only on your turn that you can flash things back. Right. Um, You know, the modified Divide by Zero, again, not as good, but still good enough. Magma Opus. Cool. Love me a Magma Opus. Uh, Galvanic Iteration. Brittle Blast. Man, Brittle Blast was quite the removal spell, man. A braid. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, deck looks like it's course. targeting runes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's trying to, yeah, just remove all the creatures that you can put things on. And then win with that Suchi or Lear. Yeah. I mean, maybe this person has the right idea if they were playing in the Neon Dynasty champs. But also, they did lose at some point. Like, they lost in the top they eight. They lost Two enough, runes. yeah. Uh, there's also an Azorius control deck in here that I want to look at. Uh, obviously, it's got Hullbreaker Horror. I like that it has the Wandering Emperor the here. The Wandering Emperor is just a good stinking card. It's a good card. Flash. 
Like they make they made their attacks and you can just be like, well, I'll have this. I know that I'll have this on another turn because. Yeah, flash, it, flash in. it in. Exile something that's tapped. Ooh, yeah, real nice. Doomscar, of course. Um, yeah, Divine Purge. This is a classic blue-white control list. And once again, probably targeting the Ruins players. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I like it. But again. Didn't win. It didn't win. Didn't it didn't, win. In Did fact, it. lose to runes. Did it win? So, no. can it beat runes? <laughs> wow. Can anything? I don't know. That's the question. I'm I very like excited to find out. As we head into this tournament, that is the question of the moment. Yeah, for sure. But also, Maria, what? we're asking the same question in alchemy that's being asked in standard. So, why? is Why alchemy? Why I, is alchemy? I mean, if, if, you, if you're asking the same questions. I don't, I don't know. Because in theory, I, I guess because in theory, they can. In theory, they were supposed to be different. They can nerf something sooner. Yes. But why not just nerf something in standard? I don't know. And get it done with. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, at this point, I think that you might be potentially heading to a place where you're going to have to do it in both formats. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just looks really weird. Yeah. <laughs> So, and you know, we didn't see anything that we, we're not talking about the dungeons deck. I'll tell you that. No, I wish we were. I mean, I put a dungeons deck on our list because I wanted to say whoever made this, you know, like you're trying, you're trying and, and like, we really appreciate you we for appreciate trying you and you know, Ugh. wizards wanted to make this a deck, but it just wasn't. No. Oh, it's so cool too. What is, uh, what are you looking at? Um, I'm looking, I'm just looking at the dungeons deck yeah. in general. I just, I, I love, I do love these cards. I mean, they're super fun. Venturing into the dungeon is super fun. Yes, exactly. It's great. It's a good time. Triumphant adventure. Yes. Get it done. You on team Alison, get it done. Just but it's just not enough. Turbo venture. Not good enough. Unfortunately. Yeah. But honestly, who could have seen the runes deck coming? I'm not kidding. When I say that, I wonder, I would be, I would be fascinated to know if the future future league saw it oh gosh i wouldn't think so i would be like what i don't are you, know what they, are you doing in here with that thing they regularly <laughs> talk i mean right do you think that they found it and dismissed it well i mean maybe that's yeah, what you that, think that could be that yeah. could be maybe they found it i would imagine well, maybe they found it and they were like maybe people will find this but maybe not because they talk about that yeah. sometimes when like when a standard format is done they'll be like oh hey here's stuff that we found i would think they would we talk about it surprised in not time, to see. but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. There are certainly some issues here that we're dealing with that we're working through yeah. with alchemy. Um, very interested again to see what decks the players submit. They'll be deck list will be live on Friday, I believe. Yeah. So you can take a look at what's going on um, with uh, alchemy and with historic. <laughs> I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Are people going to be able to beat this deck when rubber hits the road this weekend? Yeah. Uh, so Maria, here's my question. Yeah. In, uh, in the alchemy format. Yes. What percentage do you think of the metagame <laughs> for Naya runes? What is the percentage of the metagame? Oh my gosh. Okay. What is ever, what's normally the highest? What percentage do we see? Something like 30 to 40%. Yeah. I would say, right. That's when it's really pretty dominant. All right. This metagame in alchemy will contain... 55%. Whoa. I'll go slightly more conservative. I'm going to go with 44. Okay. My great. guess is 44%. <laughs> um, Oof. Yeah. 
What's your pick for like? His, what about historic? What's your pick for breakout historic? Uh, we talked about this last week. I thought yes. it was gonna be Is it Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we but, did say that. Um, I don't remember which one I picked. <laughs> I'm sure I was right. Okay. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I think I picked whatever the second most popular deck was. Yeah, I think so. I think you did. Oh well. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm really excited. Okay. How many Naya runes decks do you think will be in the top eight? Mm, five. Ooh. Here I'll go more aggro than you. I'll pick six. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And regardless. It is kind of fun to watch the Naya runes deck. I mean, it goes off in the mirror. I don't think it's going to be an annoying mirror. Well, it'll be I funny. Think the, ear, the mirror will be like, it'll be humorous. It will be humorous. <laughs> it might give you Golgari food flashbacks. Oh, Golgari food is what I picked. Yes, for that's historic. what you picked. That's what you picked. And it might give you Golgari food flashbacks as they start getting the lifelink rune and slapping it on yeah. things. <laughs> So not only are we like Uh-oh. thinking about alchemy and historic for this tournament, another huge question we're going to ask is like, will the Japanese players be entirely As, dominant? Yeah. The way that they were last time. I actually just had an article <gasps> come out last week what? about this on Wednesday um, called on top of the world again, which is about how back in 2005, um, Japan, Japanese players won uh, the world championship, the team world championship and player of the year. Jeez. I know. Right. Um, and how that kind of reflects the, mo- their most recent dominance at the top of the game, yeah. with taking home the world championship and then putting all those players four. into four players on the same team and then one on a different team Jeez. Um, or one working independently. Yeah. Um, into the, into top, the eight. top eight, which is just, just absurd. And like, I think that at this point, if they are still testing together, which as far as I know that they are, yeah. it is essentially like a super team. Absolutely it is. Uh, and I, I think that like they might land on just bringing, like bringing the best decks. They certainly did with Golgari food at the Innistrad championship. Yep. They nailed both the best decks in both formats last yeah. time. See if they do it so again like this I'm, time. I certainly feel like they could do it this time. And they all are like excellent players, yeah. right? You have yeah. just tons of really good players who have been playing a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's super cool to follow this story too. As the tournament develops this weekend, you can check it out starting on the 11th at 9am, 9am Pacific, I should say yes. on twitch.tv slash magic. Hope to see you there in the chat, hanging out, watching some games of some digital cardboard. Oh yeah. And just kicking back with your pizza rolls. Maria cannot stop thinking about (laughs) pizza rolls. Just call her Maria Pizza Rolls Bartholdi. I mean, I legally, I did legally change my middle name. It is time to crack open and none other than this beautiful collector booster. I'm so excited. Of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty um, and do a little flavor text theater movie pitches. Yay! Movie pitches. Yeah. Megan's going to crack this open. Right. We're going to make movie pitches for movies or TV shows based on the name or art of the card on the spot, everybody. Oh, um, yeah. Hopefully Paramount is listening. I don't know why I picked Paramount. I don't care what movie studio you are. What movie studios even like still exist is my real question. <laughs> yeah, now it's like Netflix. Are you listening? <laughs> Netflix. I feel like that Call is like me? your best. Okay, I can't open this. Peacock. If I'm being honest, get on the. <laughs> Maybe the collector Can boosters. Can you go get a pair of scissors? They seal it really well. Okay, wait. Here we go. Okay. Never mind. I feel like they do. They're like <laughs> these cards. These cards aren't going to break out of their own accord in here. 
That would be very creepy and weird. Ooh, here, okay, the first thing out is a beautiful Look at this token. foil samurai token, everyone. Oh, we have a also a gorgeous foil uh, life of Toshiro Umazawa. On the back, this is a construct. Yeah. Everyone. Oh. So two two gorgeous things. All right, the rest of these we cannot see yet. Ooh, okay. Okay. Ooh, I'm so excited. Oh, I I am because I had a plane, some foil oh planes. My God. Look at that. It's gorgeous. This is beautiful. Just. Oh my God. Wow, this is also my favorite of the two planes arts. Um, okay. I'm just gonna stare at it. Uh so this this is the story of um all about how my life so got flipped, turned upside, upside down. down. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, this is a story um, about a kid who is, is, we'll say at the start of the story, he's in like middle school. Okay. And he does really, really well in class. Like yeah. all of his classes to the point where he's like always on the honor roll um, and is always getting like called on in class, even though he doesn't really put his hand up that much. And then this proceeds like through high school to the point where he goes like to the science fair and gets like great awards at the science fair. And so and then he ev- he eventually like he goes to university. Same thing happens, like always top of his classes. But he finds it really, really exhausting to like always be kind of held up as this like shining example of like yeah this is like a perfect I never student. asked to be the perfect student exactly and so he leaves his town and he's like I'm I need to like peace out of here just take go you know, somewhere no one will know me exactly leaves goes to the big city and just you know like has has an adventure of living his life there but <sighs> despite his best attempts he always gets like somehow recognized by people for just hey, doing aren't you sm- that smart kid who got no, all I mean, A's and like just grade? doing small things on the like he'll just be like he'll just be like helpful to someone on the street and then like other people will be like look at that he's like I don't want to be an example and so he finally goes and he lives in a tiny hut by himself where he is just an example for himself Aww. of how to be great without having to be held up for other people in Iganjo exemplar <laughs> You know, and some really strong Goodwill hunting vibes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Okay. My film is, um, it's a true crime documentary. (laughs) Well, or it's an episode of the X-Files. You choose. I'm going to go with an episode of the X-Files. We're rebooting it, everybody. Okay. Um, So what's happening is Mulder and Scully are investigating because all these people are dying. A serial killer is on the loose. And the police are like, you got to help us out, FBI, because we have no idea how the serial killer could be killing because the people that are killed are in places where a serial, a person could not possibly get in. Like, there's no way. Like, somebody dies in a prison cell, right? Somebody dies in a locked car, etc. Wow. Um, Spooky! And they're all dying the same way with two small stab wounds. Okay. So, of course, they're like, oh, well, this is paranormal. We have to investigate. And uh, <laughs> what they what they f- quickly figure out, it's not two stab wounds. It's two fang marks. So they're being bitten. And so, of course, they jump to vampires. But no, it's impossible. Vampire cannot fit inside of that prison cell or that locked car or any of these small, tiny places where these people are. Uh-huh. They soon find out it's not a vampire, not a person who is a serial killer. It is, in fact, a snake. Of course it is. Who is able to get in through the tailpipe of the car. The first snake serial killer. <laughs> in coil, coiling stalker. Great. I love it. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that's already an X-Files episode. You know, quite possibly. But it's not a snake. It's just a guy who can get in through vents and stuff. Yeah. Also, I love that. It's the border. It's oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Pretty. Okay. Um. So this is the story of a band, like just like a, a garage band that's trying to make it big, but they just... They can't get, like, their sound is just not unique enough, and that's what they keep getting told. Like, they get tons of regular... You're, you're good, but your sound is the same as everyone else. That's what, exactly. Like, all everyone who, like, considers signing them is just kind of like, I get it, people like you, but, like, it's yeah. just not unique enough. It's not big enough. And so they're like, what are we gonna do? And then, all of a sudden, they're just like, they start going to a... Sh- they, they'll go to a show, and they'll do a show, but there will be no drummer behind the drum kit <gasps> and they're playing and there's there's the sound of someone playing drums there. but there's no one on the drums and so of course they become like a sensation of just like <laughs> how is this band doing like look at the invisible drums player in here this is some milli vanilli kind of stuff exactly. going on and here and then they like do a whole investigation they're like what happened to the drum player and then everyone's like we don't know the drum player disappeared. Oh no! Now, now this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, the drum—it really is. <laughs> the drum player disappeared, and they become super famous, and they're like on the cover of Rolling Stone, and they have a great career. And no one ever finds out the mystery <laughs> until finally one day the band disbands, and they like for charity they sell off all of their instruments, and then whoever buys the drums buys them, and then they cut them open, and they realize the drum player was. Inside the big drum the whole time, <laughs> playing from inside the drums by oh yelling. Oh my god! Drum bellower. <laughs> they were inside the drums. He was the, inside the drums. The call the whole is coming time. from inside the drums. <laughs> the dumbest mystery. It's really dumb. It's really dumb. <laughs> okay, this film is an Oscar bait. Uh, <laughs> Great. Um, well, it's very slow, very kind of, you could call it boring if you were being honest. <laughs> um, and it's about a, a, a war, a war tribe back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, they're very talented. They win almost every battle. They're expanding. They're taking over territory. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably committing war crimes, even though those don't exist back then. Um, and they're so uh, dominant in battle because of one person in their society who's an old woman and she is like revered by everybody. You know, she gets whatever she wants, but she's kept very guarded because the society doesn't want anything to happen to her. She must be kept pure because she is the person who, before the soldiers go into battle, uh, does a special blessing on all of their swords so that they can win. And they do win. Like she's legit. She is legitimately helping these people win through her mystical powers. And uh, she's pretty sad because they keep her trapped in wherever she is. And she, you know, they think she thinks she's getting everything she wants, but she's kept separate from society. She's locked away. And eventually, you know, she starts to take confidence in one of these generals who I guess just comes and sees her. And they have uh, very boring Oscar talks about, you know, life and what does it all mean? And Uh taking all this land and territory. Very boring Oscar talks. And and like, should we be doing this? Is this right? Yes, we're victorious. And they conceive a plan wherein she will not bless the blades, but it will look like she has Mm -hmm. for the army and they will suffer a horrifying defeat. But in doing so, the general has sealed his own fate because he knows he'll die along with all of his company. But they will stop 
the horrible advance that they have been, you know, creating yep. across the country. And that's what that that's what happens in the end. Um, the whole and army she's dies. Really sad. And she's she's sad because her general friend sacrificed himself for the good oh. of the biodiversity of the human race. <laughs> Okay. Or whatever. Um, and she uh, she commits yeah, suicide. A halt to imperialism. A halt to imperialism. Worth paying for. She kills herself at the end of the movie, too. Wow. Because she doesn't want the knowledge in her mind. Oscar bait. To, like, go on to the next yeah. generation, right? In Nazumi, Blade Blesser. Wow. I just said this was a boring Oscar movie, but now I'm like, I think I made a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think this could exist. Yeah. Um, okay, this is um, a, like a classic, you know, like a theater people make a movie about theater because they love Great. it. Um, and Great. in this, um, there's like a, there's like a very old actor and director who was like used to be the star of this theater. Right. It's like a big old, you know, like gorgeous theater. Yeah. I love it. The building. Very Phantom of the Opera vibes, right? He was at this theater. He was the star. um, But now he is aged out of it. But because he would never let go, now there are no shows at this theater, right? He was like, rather than have someone come and replace (laughs) me. If I can't be the star. Exactly. No no one one will will be the star. So this place is just going to be old and like shuttered. Uh, And so he like... As he lives in this theater that is now decrepit and old and, like, abandoned, um, he realizes he starts hearing things following <gasps> him. When And then he'll turn around and it'll just be, like, regular items that he felt like he didn't leave there, right? It'll be, like, costuming that he, he was like, that, that stuff wasn't there. That rack wasn't there. Like, those props weren't <laughs> over there. But it's sure, sure enough, they're always all drawing closer and closer to him. And they're all – he realizes that they're all kind of, like, slowly assembling – to look more human until all of the anime costumes and props become like stand-ins for people. And he's like, we're going to do a show like this, a last show. And so he opens the theater and he produces a play where instead of having people in it, it's all of these like these costumes and props that have assembled and animated themselves. Excellent. Uh, But at the end, they're all really creepy. So obviously they probably murder him. Yeah, probably. uh, In Dramatist's Puppet. (laughs) Because they're all kind of like puppets. Yes. And that they're empty, but. Great. Uh, this film uh, is a is set, you know, in a in a world where you know it's very primitive. Um, they it's uh, it's fantasy, and um, people don't have a lot of stuff. They're poor. They're struggling. They're like, well, that's just how life is <laughs> in the society in which yeah. we live. And there is a ruler who rules over the land. And one day has a contest and says, you know, whoever can come up with the best new invention, some kind of technology using the primitive sort of tools we have on this world mm-hmm. you'll win like a million dollars and you can be my new uh best friend in the in the uh, of, of the empire essentially yeah and so the main character is a young kid who figures something out and invents this great thing and goes to the temple where everybody is showing off their awesome inventions and um the leader's like yes these are all great but of course the leader just takes all the inventions for themselves yeah. and like tr- 
puts everybody else in the dungeon. Turns out the leader has been doing this generations for generations. <laughs> and that's why there's no technology. That's why there's no technology. Wow. That's why there's been no progress. And then this person, this leader sitting there in their giant castle, surrounded by lots of cool tech and stuff that yeah. they have stolen from the entrance to this contest over the eons in Ginja, Texas. Progress, Tyrant! Ah! Wow. Yes. Very cool. Isn't that so cool, everybody? Yes. It looks beautiful. It's not the Phyrexian one, but I don't care. No, he foil. He's a foily boy. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. This is like kind of <laughs> um a reboot of what's the movie that I'm thinking of that has uh Oh my goodness. Now I'm I'm blanking on literally everything about this film. <laughs> What's the movie that has people in it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Julia Roberts is in it, but this is before she was super famous. Um and then there's oh. uh Kevin Bacon. It has Julia Roberts and Kevin Bacon and they it's like the one where all like the scientist kids in university like kill themselves and then like have them bring them back to life so that they can experience death but oh, then death yeah. come and murder them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um what's the movie that I'm thinking of? What's it called? I mean I know what you're thinking of. I don't know what it's called though. Okay, I don't remember the name of the movie. I did watch it not too long ago. <laughs> this is like a reboot of that, except these people are living these students live in a world where they know, right? Like whoever survived that. I think Kevin Bacon and Julia Roberts both survived. Probably. They're professors at a university. And so they know <laughs> They, and they're kind of like whispered about, you know, like, oh, they used to do these experiments, right? Like, they used to kill themselves they, and come back to life. Yeah, they would like <laughs> Have you kill heard? themselves. And, yeah, like <laughs> themselves back. <laughs> um, and a bunch of them died. And they're, one of the kids, of course, is like the bad kid who's like, we should do it again. Yeah. Like the, yeah. You know, like the bad boys, like, we're going to do it again. Um, and they're like, wait a second, instead of doing like, they already did that. We don't want to just die and see what happens. We want to go to heaven if there is one. Oh. Um, and they're like, the way to do that is like, we obviously have to ascend somehow. So we're going to try and do a bunch of wild drugs to make that happen. Um, I mean, you don't need to kill yourself for all this. Exactly. What if instead you just did a bunch of, did a bunch of drugs in yeah, order to get it to I happen. Mean, sure. Um, and so they sure try. And it turns out that like it for one of them, it does work. But then, and this is also one of those movies that's like, wait, oh, wait, wait, does it this work in their head? Or is it like literally Maria? It literally works. Whoa. This is real Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. We're going to like, okay. Not temple of doom, um, the last crusade. Indiana We're going to confirm that like Jesus was yeah. real or whatever <laughs> in the Indiana Jones universe. Right. They're just like, heaven is okay. real. They go to it. But then when they come back down, it turns out that like the the archangels are like real mad that they that they, but did they this. shortcutted it. Exactly. So instead of being like spooky nightmare things that, you know, kill them and drag them away, it's like really spooky angels that come oh, down. Cool. Like with 10 and, like, eyes. Torment them. Yeah. The real. Yes. The, the, like, biblically the biblical accurate angels. Scary angels. Great. <laughs> um, in awakened awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's call that a day yeah. on Flavor Text Theater. I'm going to flip the rest of these Ooh. up. Oh, we also Ooh. got a foil coiling soccer. Yeah. We also have a full Art Ottawa Soaring City. Check that Gorgeous. out. Ooh, we Very have pretty. this like amazing um, Setsuki the Living Lore alternate art. Oh, that looks like the neon ink treatment. Oh, yeah. It is. It's like, um, yeah. what are they called? 
soft glow soft frame. Glow. Sorry, it's yeah, it's glow. a soft glow treatment. Yes. look at that. I've never foil, seen this. Soft glow. And this one is invoke despair in the in the soft glow. Oh, they're so pretty. Yeah, really gorgeous. Satsuki, the living lord. This is um, Satsuki. Sat, yeah, Satsuki, yeah. the living lord. This gorgeous. is really yeah. pretty. I hadn't seen this before. This invoke, invoke despair is also really pretty. Oh man, really gorgeous. Yes. All right, we've opened these gorgeous cards and we need somewhere safe to put them and we've got a gorgeous place to put them. Yes, we do. Thank you to our sponsor, Ultra Pro. Um, we've mentioned these before, but we've got a couple here of the fine art deck boxes, which are just so cool. I've got a Starry um, Night one here yes, in my hands. They are gorgeous. Look at that. It is so beautiful. And these, yeah. I'm opening it. These magnets are no joke, everybody. Yeah, they really are no Just joke. Just in case you're wondering, like, um, and on the inside of the uh, Starry Night one, you can see there is an embossed treatment of. Oh, it's so cool. Of spirals that are like the painting, and it says oh, yeah. Vincent. Oh, so now I beautiful. Know what these little ones are, and then, like, right? We've got, we've got Death Dealer. We've got the Great Wave. And Amy, Gorgeous. this Amy Brown piece. Oh yeah, amazing. With uh, the fairies on it which is so pretty. So just really, really gorgeous boxes. So if you're looking for something that you can like take to your, you know, take now that you can go back to your LGS yes, and just have a gorgeous deck box to pull out and have your deck in it and you can get matching sleeves. Yes. They have matching sleeves for these as which well. Which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, ultra pro. We really, we really love having them as a, as a sponsor because they're just such lovely people and they're always like pushing the boundaries of what cool thing can we make next? Hey, if you want to get any of these, go to Ultra Pro's website. There's a link in our show notes and use the code GLHF at checkout to get 5% off your order. Whoa. So, you know, if you're going to buy some of these, which I mean, why wouldn't you? I love the Starry Night one. I'm partial to it. But whatever one yes. you love, use our code to get to save some cash. Yeah, <laughs> We're heading into the Neon Dynasty Championships this weekend. I let's know. go. Let's go. I'm so excited for them. I know we talked about how Alchemy's kind of in a weird place right now and all of that, but I'm still so excited yes, to same. see who's going to take this tournament down. I love seeing players yeah, at the highest there's level. There's lots of great players. Um, there's players that we're such big fans of. Absolutely. Um, I'm really looking forward to again seeing like Yuta Takahashi and all those all of those members oh, of yes. the Super Team out of Japan who just have absolutely Can they do it again everything you know it's huge um, yeah but then also some of our new members of like the mpl like chris patello yes um so excited to see those people play i know and we have a lot of money on the line almost half a million dollars yes for a second <laughs> i thought that you meant that you and i had personally placed a lot of bets <laughs> you and, and i, I was like maria you did close to half that. a million dollars <laughs> on this tournament megan it's gonna mean a lot maria i who wish you had told it? me before <laughs> Before now, I wish I knew who we had bet on. Uh, well, you know, we'll find out, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm super, super excited. Alchemy, first time on the big stage. Maybe it'll be all Naya runes. Maybe it won't. Yeah. We just don't know until this weekend. So we hope you join us. Um, it's going to be a really fun time regardless. Um, yeah. If you became a new patron, by the way, uh, we'll get your names out on the next episode if we didn't say them this episode. Yes, so we next episode. this episode early. Yeah, so. so you'll be there next time. Don't worry. Or... If you become a patron right now, we'll read your name next week. Yes. So go do it. Patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It just means the world to us. Yeah. We'd love to see yeah. you there, everybody. Um, check out our patron, our sponsors, 
card kingdom ultra pro the code for ultra pro to get five percent off is glhf um if you say glhf for card kingdom they'll give you a sticker or a token with your order yes so you're getting all sorts of extra goodies for supporting people who support us and we'd love to have you as a member of our patreon family as well um yeah next week we'll talk about the championship and other exciting stuff that's on the horizon for magic because streets of new capenna will be here any second <laughs> that's how time flies that's how time flies only in one direction only only for, in for now, now. <laughs>